welcome to another episode of the Producing Half. I'm your host, Thomas. Today, we're going to talk about the wonderful subject of immigration, a subject that no one can use any common sense with. Um, <clears throat> so, just to start with the basics, it's not a victim. Illegal immigration is not a victimless crime. Legal immigration um, it's not a crime at all, so I'm fine with that. Oh, we should need to have standards with uh, with immigration, like you do in some countries. There's, there's try to immigrate to like Switzerland or something. They have very strict standards. You're not going to get in unless you uh, have the means. And it was like that in America, and like the whole Alice Island thing. They talk about um, the immigration in there, and but no, those people had to affirm that they were not going to be a burden on society, that they weren't going to engage in uh, social services or anything like that. So um, there were there were requirements that they, and plus they were in quarantine, they make sure that they didn't have any diseases or stuff. It wasn't so cut and dry that anybody could just come over here. <clears throat> and then the fact that they say this is a nation of immigrants, it's not entirely true because there was no nation whenever the, uh, the Protestants and uh, the Europeans came over here. There wasn't, there wasn't a nation. There was just territory. There were some tribes, um, and they didn't steal the land for the vast majority of the time from the tribes later on. But um, and originally, they traded and bought that land that they settled in in the very beginning. So it's not like we, we immigrated. You didn't immigrate to a nation whenever the nation was being founded. There was no nation to immigrate to. It was just territory. And they traded and bought it and formed states. So it's not... When they say a nation of immigrants, I, I get what they mean by that, but, you know, it's, it's kind of a semantics argument. But illegal immigration is a crime. It is not a victimless crime either. It is a huge crime. Well, I'll go into some, I'll go into an actual case of, of a victim. I wrote about it before. Um, I've, I've got countless examples being in the mortgage loan industry um, of the poor people who have suffered from this, this crime. But it is definitely uh, not a victimless crime. Um, I've listened to some books on immigration. I have to say they are slightly racist. People who are anti-immigrant immigration are can be slightly racist in some of their motivations, but not really. And so racist is just a lazy way to say tribalism or tribalist. A lot of the racism that we call racism is not racism. It's tribalism. Um, and it's perfectly normal. It's a natural thing. And the great thing about humanity, humans, is that we can overcome that in instinct of, you know, only, hey, you know, oh, those people look like me. They talk like me. They act like me. It's safe. They're part of my tribe. That's it. It's kind of an instinct. It's kind of, um, you know, it was a survival mechanism for most of our history, um, for most of humanity's existence to be tribal and to be a very, you know, tribal. To, to be very tribalist and it's perfectly natural and normal to want to be around people who um, you feel comfortable with because they have the same value system as you so you feel safe with them the great thing about a, being a human is you can overcome that in instinct you can actually say hey I recognize this for what this is it's not a hundred percent based in logic and I choose to uh, move past that and realize there's value in being around other cultures. Um, so it's, 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 it's possible for us to overcome it. But illegal immigration is a, is a huge problem. And 
I don't understand the the controversy, and I don't necessarily understand. I mean, I guess I do understand why the liberals want immigration, the open border thing. I kind of get it, but it's so disingenuous, and it's also so short-sighted, and it's going to end in a disaster. But, you know, immigration is a drain. Illegal immigration is a drain on our education system. Legal immigration can be, and it can't be. It just depends on how you run, run the system. We do have to have means testing. We do have to make sure the people who are immigrating over here um, are better off than our average citizen. They need to have better net worth. They have better education. They need to add value um, to us. And it's not hard to do because our, you know, the average American's net worth and education is pitiful. So it wouldn't be too hard to get a bunch of immigrants over here who would um, bring, who would meet that criteria, who better than the average American, has better education, has a better financial situation. Not, it's a pretty low bar, actually, these days. Um, but illegal immigration is a huge drain on lots of things. It's a huge drain on our education system. The fact that we have to, I know whenever my youngest, well, my boys, um, they're a year apart, so one of them in, in kindergarten and uh, one was one was going to kindergarten one was uh, uh, gonna go into first grade and we were we moved by NASA and you would think that it's by NASA them would have to those have to be um, good schools but that wasn't the case matter of fact the first meeting we went at that school was for all the new parents coming in that school and they had a translator at that at that um, school yeah, it's okay, right? You know, they're gonna, there's lots of different, you know, it's it's there's lots of, uh, you know, people from Mexico who don't speak English here, so we're, we're going to translate it. Uh, no. The whole thing was in Spanish. The translator was for uh, us non-Spanish speakers, uh, like two, two white families and two black families. That's who the translator was for. This was by NASA. This was a school by NASA. And everything was done, matter of fact, when they finally did the classes, there were uh, two English-speaking kindergarten classes. And you looked at the name, and you could tell it was all the white and black kids. All the white and black kids were in those, those two classes. All the other classes were Spanish. They were in Spanish. And this is an American school district. Um, it is a drain on education because the illegal immigrants don't pay a lot. And um, uh, it's kind of a... It's not necessarily true they don't pay um, school taxes because they do pay either um, directly or indirectly they pay property taxes. You either own a home in which you're paying them directly or you rent in which you're still paying them because you're paying your landlord who pays them. So that's not necessarily true. But it is a drain on the resources in the school to have to accommodate a bunch of students who don't speak English. Um, as I can say, they had a translator for us uh, non-Spanish speaking um, people. And I asked the, uh, I ran into an actual uh, engineer who worked at NASA, uh, pretty important guy at NASA, and uh, I asked him, you know, because this school was literally on the straight, same street as NASA, might have, maybe, I, I'm not very, I, I have a horrible memory when it comes to places, I've lived in so many places, which kind of gives me a perspective, because I've lived, you know, I've lived in all kinds of neighborhoods, uh, mainly predominantly brown neighborhoods, but I have lived in white neighborhoods, and even in black neighborhoods, so I have a little bit of experience in that. Um, but mainly, mainly brown neighborhoods. Um, <clears throat> but I asked this this uh, engineer at NASA. I said, "Well, I don't understand. None of y'all's children. No, no, the NASA's kids were at this this school that my boys." And he laughed and said, "We don't send our children to those schools where we live. Are you kidding? All of all, every every employee's school uh, children at NASA. All the employees 
we have private schools that we send them to. We can't send them those public educations. Are you crazy? And that was my my first, you know, I'm a public education person, so that was my first um, foray into like, hmm, Houston, we have a problem. Uh, they're a drain on uh, illegal immigrants are a drain on social services. The um, if you read the books and read the stats on this again, I don't like to get into the stats. I've said it many a times that they're so easy to to manipulate stats. But if you look at all the stats on this and just you know, you have to go to a few sources and generalize it. I've read a couple of actual books on immigration. Um, I, so I, I mean, from those I can extrapolate and then looking, you know, googling and looking at it. Um, there, it's a drain on our um, social services. They, when they people say illegals aren't illegal immigrants aren't eligible for social services, they're they're lying. They have to be lying. They have to know that they do. They get they get all kinds of illegals get all kinds of social services, and they even you know through their children they can get even more. The more kids you have, I mean, I had a couple uh, grandma and a mom in my office that they didn't qualify. Uh, they didn't have enough income, and they were just going to have another kid. And then get them on um, get them on social services, so, um, so you know SSI, so that they could uh, afford the home. I might have told that story. So they are drained on social services. They can definitely get all kinds of, of free money from the government, which is the reason why immigrate illegal immigration is a is, is a problem is because of all the free money. If you get rid of welfare, totally get rid of it, no more welfare, you could open the borders. You could open them wide open. If you have to come here and work and, and, and earn a living and there's no fallback and there's no nothing, well, it's not going to be like that. It's the, it's the free money that everybody's coming for. Um, it is a drain on medical. They don't pay their medical bills for the most part um, because they don't have insurance. And nobody should, nobody should truthfully pay their medical bills if they don't have insurance. I am a very anti-insurance um, kind of guy uh, as far as what it's done to the medical billing system. It's a disaster. You go get something that should cost a fraction of a fraction of what it costs, but because of the insurance and the PPOs and how they negotiate all that stuff, it's um, it's it's all a scam. If you try to pay cash for all that, you're it's a disaster. You're paying so much money, but the insurance is only going to pay a fraction of that. But you can't pay that fraction if you try to pay cash. You got to pay the inflated cost. It's it's insurance has totally destroyed our our medical billing system so that it's become a catch-22 you have to have insurance and then the hospitals don't even make the kind of money that they should be making because of the way the whole insurance ppos and all that stuff works anyway so um the illegals are a drain on the medical services because they don't have insurance and they are utilizing uh they, they go to the emergency room or, or for for things that you and everybody else would go to if you had insurance or go to a doctor and then they do have actual emergencies and they have children and all that's done on the taxpayer's dime and they pay, the taxpayer pay, pays premium on that they don't pay the 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 insurance ppo rates they pay premium on that <clears throat> so that's all on, on our dime and then it's on your dime whenever you do have to pay cash for services they factor in the fact of how many people don't pay and you're paying for those it's the same thing when you steal from someplace that um, ultimately, it's the person who's buying the next product who pays for it because they factor in that 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 uh, loss of the the stolen merchandise. So it's the same thing. So it's a drain on education. It's a drain on social services. It's a drain on our medical system. Um, a lot of illegals do not pay any real taxes. Sales tax, maybe. That's about it. They don't pay any uh, income tax because they're 1099. They're issued a 1099. They don't have a social security number. Social security number. So the only, like, it's it's an oxymoron to say legal way they can work. 
<clears throat> the only way they can work without using, uh, without creating uh, or committing um, identity theft is by using um, a taxpayer identification number and as a 1099 employee. We always say I-10. I don't know why we say I-10 because you're saying it. What's his I-10 number? Individual tax identification number. Number, you're saying it twice, but whatever. I-10. Uh, <clears throat> the only way they can really work is those I-10s. And when, they do file taxes so they can get the, earn, the child earned income credit and get money back. And the, and the, and the government lets them do that. Uh, but they write everything off like any smart 1099 person would be. Like everybody's asking for Trump's tax returns. Well, his tax returns should hopefully say that he has no money. He makes nothing because that's the only way you can, if you're self-employed and not have to give the government giant checks, is you write everything off. <clears throat> so they don't pay income tax. They don't pay uh, the medical bills. They are drained on the social services. And these are all illegals, uh, generally speaking, who come in. Um, it doesn't matter what color they are for you who are just hell-bent on everything's racist. <clears throat> Um, and then the ones that do file, who have a W-2 job, and there's millions. I can tell you an endless amount of stories uh, on, on illegals that have W-2s. They're using a stolen Social Security number. You, that's the only way you can use, um, uh, you can be an illegal with a W-2 employee job. So if you go in any restaurant and, you know, the, all the, the busboys are, are illegals, they're all using a, social, a stolen Social Security number. That is not a victimless crime. And I'll tell you a story of a specific victim that I met who, um, it was a disaster for him. So, and the IRS knows that they're using a stolen, the IRS allows them to file a tax return with this stolen social security. Um, so that's a huge, huge problem. They, the, the IRS accepts it and uh, lets them turn it in and they give them a refund. And they file, they, they send in their W-2s on the tax returns even though they're, um, They'll file the tax returns under an I-10 number, but the W-2s that are attached to it are, um, are, are stolen Social Security numbers. So they do that as well. And the IRS is okay with those stolen Social Security numbers. They don't report the, the crime. It's a crime. They don't report it. Um, illegals can get loans. Illegals that the, the lenders know are here illegally are eligible for loans. Believe it or not, that you're competing for that as an American citizen. No matter what your race is or what country you came from, if you're an American citizen, a permanent resident alien, you're competing for the medical services. You're competing for the for the loans from the bank. You're competing for the social services with these people who are here illegally. It's all hard to for you to quantify in a way that means something to you personally, but it is a reality that you're competing. Um, so... When I say it's not a victimless crime, it, I mean, it has a lot to do with the stolen Social Security, although all that that I've talked about is is there's de definitely victims in all those categories. But the stolen Social Security number is a big problem. I personally know an elderly gentleman. He's passed uh, now, and he was trying to get a home loan, and he had a caver's. I always say caver's. I don't think that's how you pronounce it. But anyways, he had a caver's hit. It's the... He was, the loan he was doing uh, required that the lender check the government database for bad loans. And he had a bad government-insured uh, uh, government loan. It was a student loan out of California. He never lived in California. It took him months and months and months to even find out what it was all about. And this guy was old. He was buying a home for himself, but ultimately he knew he would never enjoy it for long, and it was going to be for his family. 
<clears throat> and this was kind of his last little thing he was going to do for his family. His children could, could live in it after he's gone. So eventually, you know, after dealing with this guy for months and months and months, trying to get this, this caver's hit removed from his um, from the file so that he can move forward with his, his, his loan, he's trying to do an FHA mortgage. And um, his he finally figured out that it was an illegal in California who had gotten some sort of student loan or some sort of loan program. Uh, it was a woman using his Social Security number. So I wasn't even close to being him. Um, and she had already got everything she needed to do for her certificate program or whatever she did, and she was employed and living the life. And he, he never got it solved. He never he, he, he passed away, and his son called me after he passed, and his son blamed all of this, blamed his father's, his father was old, but blamed his father's uh, demise. Like his health went down dealing with the stress of all this. It was such an important thing to him, and he spent so much time and effort trying to get it fixed that his son said his health suffered dramatically of just him trying to get all this handled and the shame of it that he couldn't after he talked about what he was doing and we were moving forward with his loan so it, it all looked good to everybody until that caver's hit came back and he really um he did his son completely blamed it on that i mean the guy was old i mean old people definitely die um, but i mean i can't argue with it his son was there his son experienced it all and his son completely blamed the fact that the stress dealing with this this um, dealing with the illegal who's using the social security number. So every illegal who's turning in these, these who's working a W-2 job and who's turning in these tax returns and getting these IRS refunds, more than they pay in the system with the child tax credit and the earned income and all that stuff, they are committing a huge victim crime. Not a victimless crime, but a huge victim crime. It's a problem. Um, I knew this uh, one lady who, uh, she was in social services. This is a funny story. Um, funny to me. Anyway, she was in social services, and she was moving from a up north, I think Colorado. Anyway, she was uh, it was just her and her daughter, and she um, was in an all white area, just nothing but white people. And she wanted her daughter, who was like fifteen, and her to experience different cultures, and she could live anywhere. She worked for the government, and she was in social services, and so she was going to move down here. Uh, in South Texas, and, and you know, so her daughter can experience different. She was a, a woke liberal, for sure, 100%. Just listen to her talk. This was a while back. This is even way pre, this is way pre-Trump. Never even heard of Trump at this point, I mean, other than The Apprentice. And she was, uh, you know, wanted to come down here. So everything went fine, you know, helped her with everything, got her her loan and everything, and she moved into her home. About six months later, she called me, said, hey, I need you to help us sell my home. Like, well, I'm not a realtor. I don't sell homes. She says, I got to get out of here. I, I can't live here anymore. My daughter can't live here anymore. I can't live with these people. I'm like, these these people? What? She kind of backed off a little bit, but she's, she basically she, she just couldn't deal with the culture down here. I mean, I grew up down here. So, I mean, I don't, I mean, I've always been in predominantly, um, you know, brown neighborhoods and with brown friends. I don't have very few white friends or acquaintances. Most everybody I know is brown. I tell them the story about this poor lady and the things she said about living down here, and my brown friends find it hilarious that she couldn't deal with uh, with uh, the people down here. I mean, but she's dealing also with, you know, she's social services, so she's dealing with the illegals and and uh, those type of people who are, you know, a little bit more rougher around the edges, per se, um, than, than, I guess, 
what she was wanting to deal with. But she was, she got out here. She went back up to the Great White North, as she called it, and she didn't mean the um, snow. It's funny how fast she became unwoke. But since I grew up down here, I guess I don't have that uh, that uh, I don't have that that culture shot. This is this is how it's always been for me, and I've never noticed anything. Like I said, all my friends throughout my entire life have almost always been brown. I don't like the whole Mexican thing because they weren't most 90%, 99% of my brown friends were never, they're Americans. They're just brown Americans. They're as um, American as American can be. Um, I don't, so I don't like to say Mexican. I do all the time because I'm just lazy. I'm like, oh, this, so these, yeah, 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 these Mexican dudes, whatever, and blah, blah, blah. And we're just talking, but I don't like it because I don't say uh, when I meet some white guy who, whose heritage was from Germany, I'll, oh, yeah, this German dude. No, if you say German dude, the guy's got a German accent, and he just came from Germany. Uh, he's not an American. So if you're brown and you were born in America, I just like to say you're brown American. I'm a white American. You're brown American. You're a black American. There's nothing, uh, there, there's nothing wrong with that. There's nothing wrong with any of that, for sure. So anyways, all my brown friends find that story. And I, I tell it a, a lot. I tell I get into a, little more, a lot more detail when we're a bunch of guys sitting around. So she did have some choice words. It was hilarious, actually. Um, but I always, um, I always grew up in poor, poor, you know, very mixed, uh, uh, mixed colored, you know, poor white trash, poor brown, some poor blacks, but not a lot. Browns and blacks don't mix a lot very well. So um, actually, I remember one school, it was the whites and the blacks kind of hung out together as a, uh, it's funny how in the, in situations like that, it does become very tribal, not racist, tribal, it was very tribal. So um, that was another example of somebody who wasn't too uh, too keen on the uh, whole illegal immigration once they experienced experienced it. It is not a victimless crime. I mean, not to mention with the open borders that that are just illegals, all the the illegal drug trafficking, the child traffickers. Uh, listen to the stats on these child traffickers about how many women. It's a huge, like ninety percent of the women who are. Uh, who would immigrate illegally to America without being with another man, without being their husband or something, are raped. How many, how many children do you think are raped? These aren't the people who are these coyotes. And no, I'm not talking about the animal. If you're the woke media who doesn't know what a coyote is, these, these coyotes aren't good people. You know, they're, they're charging huge sums of money to half-assly sneak somebody across the border. You could just walk across on your own. Uh, and put them in huge, dangerous situations. They're not nice people. What do you think they're doing to all the children? There's drug traffickers and child traffickers. There are terrorists. We, they catch terrorists all the time coming across our borders. There's gangs. I mean, it's huge. The illegal immigration problem has it's ton. It's horrible. It's horrific victims. Lots of victims. It's not a victimless crime. Somebody tells you that you should shut them down instantly. No, it's not. It's not a victimless crime. Let me tell you why. The drugs, the gangs, the child rapists, the the adult rapists, the murders, the drugs, the the stolen, the, the identity theft, all the things that come with illegal immigration. Um, and then the whole illegal immigration, they've, they've also, illegal immigrants vote. I, I know of multiple instances because I have to deal with um, identi with identity, uh, proving uh, illegal's identity sometimes in loans, and sometimes one of the identities they'll provide is a voter registration card, and they're here illegally. So they do vote. They can vote. Um, and, you know, the whole voter fraud with illegals, you, you wonder about the Democrats and why they do it. Why do they want illegal 
illegals uh, in this country. And it's not necessarily that, because I think the vast majority, vast, vast majority of illegals do not vote. They don't. There are some, not enough, I think, to affect anything that, that commit voter fraud. Not enough. But so why are the, the, the liberals and the leftists so keen on um, immigration? Why do they want so much immigration um, from all these third world countries where these people are going to be a drain on our society? And in factoring out the illegal vote, you have to think the percentage of second generation, the anchor babies, how do they vote? So the, Ameri the kids who are American citizens, how are they going to vote? These Democrats are way... Um, I hate saying Democrats, there's really no difference between Democrats and Republicans. These leftists are very forward-thinking. And, and I say forward, I mean long-term thinking. And they know that these children are going to grow up and they're going to vote for these social socialists. They're going to vote for them. They're going to vote for these Democrats and their socialist Republicans. They're going to vote for them. And so they look at that. They know that. They know, and we're, we're seeing the results of that. Texas will probably uh, turn blue. Um, and so will everything else because of the uh, because of immigration. Everything will turn blue because of immigration. Because why would you vote for uh, any people that are going to limit your your free stuff? Why would you vote for somebody who's going to take away free stuff? You're going to vote for the guy who's going to give you free stuff. You don't understand how it affects you and your children, your grandchildren, your great children, because they don't even educate you on that anymore. They purposely don't educate you on their on the ramifications, the economics of all this free stuff they give away. So they don't have to teach. So you don't have to know what effect it's going to be on your children, your grandchildren, your great grandchildren. They just give you more free stuff, and you'll be fine with it. So why do Democrats and leftists and socialists and even the leftist socialist um, Republicans want all this illegal immigration? Um, well, they want they want a servitude class. They want a class of people who are uh, stuck in poverty who will vote for them. They are the consuming class. They're, they 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 will just be getting all the free stuff that the, 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 they'll promise them, that your government will promise them, and they'll keep voting those same politicians in there who will uh, keep giving them free stuff. I would, it would behoove you to do your own research into the stats and the numbers and the crime rates and how many illegals commit crimes and multiple crimes and drunk driving and murders and the percentage of criminals in federal penitentiary uh, penitentiary who um, who commit uh, who are illegals it would behoove you to go through all those stats and learn all those stats and I've talked about immigration before and illegal immigration and all that before um, but it's such a uh, important subject because culture the American culture is being eroded from all ways it's being eroded through illegal immigration it's being eroded through um, media, it's being superbly and expertly eroded through um, education. If I had to recommend a book, this is a dated book, it's not necessarily a new book, I don't know when it was written, but um, I'm not finished with it, but I've only got three hours left of this book, and it was a long book. It was The Schools We Need and Why We Don't Have Them. A very very technical book. It's not an easy read for sure. It goes into a lot of the. It goes in the weeds. You're, you're definitely going to get a lot of the weeds, but it explains our education system pretty decently. It doesn't go into the uh, the conspiracies or the whys of why we're here, but it does explain how the leftists and these romantics, these 
you know, let's take the desks out and let's not teach the subject anymore and let's not have um, accountability in learning it and testing it. It does explain all that and it hits both sides of a lot of the arguments. So it gives you some like, oh, I didn't think about that. That's kind of, I can see that, you know. It's the it's the closed-mindedness that gets everybody where they they have an inability to see the other side of an argument. Um, I can believe something and then somebody prevent, uh, present me evidence to the contrary, and if, if I find the evidence uh, credible, I can change the way I believe. I change the way I believe a lot lately with all the reading of these horrifically boring but educating books as I move away from my uh, science fiction and uh, fantasy novels into real learning things. Although I'm sure I'll, I'll do both. Um, but the closed-mindedness, the, the, the inability to have nuanced conversation. If you're against immigration, illegal immigration, you're racist. That's not true. I don't want any illegal immigrants. I don't care what color their skin is. I want all immigrants to be um, uh, legal, all of them. And I don't care where you come from. If, you have, um, if you're educated and you have means, the means to support yourself, and you're willing to conform to the culture that made a country so great that you wanted to immigrate to it in the first place, then come on down. Let's go. Um, I hardly ever eat anything but Mexican food. Um, so I am um, all for other cultures, especially when it comes to food. I like all food. <clears throat> but, yeah, there's, there's, lots, there's lots of benefits to having um, cultures, um, exposure to other cultures. But when you come to a country... Um, that is great. You want to conform to the way of the people that made it great. And unfortunately, that's not what we're doing anymore. And that's how it was in the original. Read the history of immigration in America. I don't want to lecture you on it. Um, I don't want to get too deep in the woods. But just read the history of, the of, of immigration in America. And you'll see that it was way more strict in the past. And rightfully so. And the, the president has the ability the legal constitutional ability to restrict immigration however he wants. Um, he, can, he can do those restrictions. What Trump did, he can do. He could have done. The courts had no ability to stop him, even though he let them. I mean, he let them stop him, but he, they didn't have any ability, no, no legal grounds to stop him. Read about the cost, what it really costs you on illegal immigration. This is kind of, I mean, it's, it's a important topic now with what's going on. I mean, it kind of cycled out of the news somehow. That's true. I, don't, I haven't been really paying attention to the news lately, but I did. I remember Abbott came down to um, probably, it was San Antonio, I think, because the kids were being abused in whatever place they had all the illegals stored into, and it was all a bunch of news, but now I haven't heard anything. That's, that's cycled out fast now that I think about it. It's funny how um, if the boob tube tells you to be concerned about something, you're concerned about it, but if it tells you not to be, you're not. That is uh, that says a lot about uh, how our uh, how our culture works these days. The little square thing in your living room uh, is the only is the gauge of your entire culture and what you should care and care about and what you should fight and uh, what you should talk about and what you should vote for. Anyways, this is a this is a, not a not a long one. I just wanted to go touch on this whole immigration, the legal immigration, especially. I didn't really talk about the legal immigration. It's pretty simple. If, if, you have, if you're educated and you have money, come on, and you want to come to America and you're willing to conform, speak our language and conform to our way we're doing, come on. I don't, I don't see any reason to even limit that. They have limited throughout history about how many can come. Well, they've done a lot of limiting with the um, Orientals. 
they were they were pretty strict on that for a long time. But um, I don't even want to. I don't even care about limiting it. If these people come over and they're bringing assets and education and assets and assets and money, well, that's only going to help us. That's that's only going to help everybody, man. More money in our, bring more money over here. More assets, more for our economy. Spending more helps everybody. Um, but if you come over here when all you have is the shirt on your back, you have no job, and you're going to Im- immediately be on welfare, uh, that's a problem. I don't understand. I don't understand why there's a question. And it, and I know, uh, I know personally of somebody. He was a DACA, maybe. I'm not sure how you what he was, but he was an American. But he was whiter than me. His skin was brown, but he didn't speak. I spoke. I spoke more Spanish than he did. And he and and if he got caught, he was. They were going to take him back to Mexico. And he was going to have to, um, you know, and he would have been there for years to, in order to get back legally. Matter of fact, he had, I think that was part of the requirement, is he was going to have to go back to Mexico and uh, apply there in order to come back over here to be legal. That was part of whatever weird thing. This guy wasn't the last in Mexico. I mean, he was a tiny, uh, good-looking guy, but totally not going to survive in Mexico. He didn't even speak Spanish. What would it be like to be brown? in Mexico, and you don't speak Spanish, and you have, I mean, it's obvious you're an American. It probably would have been pretty rough for him. So I felt bad for him. But it's like when you hire somebody and trying to teach them um, sales. They always want to play what I call stump the chump. They want to talk about that one in a thousand scenario. You can't train somebody on, you can't train on the one in a thousand scenario. You train on the 90%, and then once they get, once people get good, you train on the rest. Well, it's the same same kind of principle with laws. You can't make laws for the one in a thousand. You have to make, and that means that the one out of a thousand is getting screwed. This kid was getting screwed. He deserved to be an American. He was an American in every way that I can think of. Uh, I, I know of more than one who, in that scenario. I know of another one who, who didn't even know he was an illegal. And I had hired him, and I'm the one who had to tell him he wasn't a, a legal citizen. Because... Um, his, when his uh, social security back, we, we ran him through the, we had to run him through whatever system you have to run people to when you hire them. Uh, and it came back as uh, not his social security number. He wasn't illegal. He didn't know. I told him that. And he went, well, I'm, I'm, I'll find out with my mom. We went and talked to his mom. His mom, his mom went through the steps to become a legal citizen during one of those amnesties, during one of the Bushes or Clintons or whoever did an amnesty, amnesty a long time ago. But he, whenever she came over here legally, he was a few months old. And for whatever reason, she never did anything for him to become illegal. I guess she thought his stolen social security number was going to be good for him. Uh, and I had to let him go. Um, and he was a good, promising, promising employee. And he obviously, and he didn't speak Spanish really that well. I mean, he could speak it, but uh, he definitely spoke it like uh, somebody who his Spanish was a second language. His mom had uh, made him speak English at home. So the only way for him to be an, uh, an American would be the same thing. You'd have to go back to Mexico and apply. So, yeah, I know of a couple people that that happened to. But, again, you can't make laws on the one out of a thousand. You just can't do that. It's not how it works. And so some people get screwed. Yes, some Americans, and it's sad, some Americans in those situations would be deported and sent to a country that is not their country. They're Americans. I don't know how to deal with that. It's a complex issue. I don't know. But you can't make laws. On that one out of a thousand, the laws have to be for the vast majority. And the vast majority of illegals should be deported as fast as possible and then uh, means tested to come back. I mean, I've had a contractor work for me that about every few months he would get deported. But he was, um, 
he was a big time contractor. Like he had lots of employees. He had a big kind of company. Um, I mean, you know, not like a legitimate, legitimate contractor with, with, you know, storefront, but him, he's big. I'm talking about, I, I probably paid him, you know, half a million a year at least. And I was not, I was by far not his only person employing him. And, uh, he would get deported and he'd call me from Mexico. Hey man, I'm not going to do, uh, use my, uh, you know, one of his second hands, talk to him. I'll be out of pocket for a couple of weeks when I get back and he'd be back in a week or two. He'd be back and back to work. And I, and, and honestly, he was, a, he's another one that I know that, um, was a hardworking, uh, American and he may not have paid any taxes because he was 1099, but he had lots of employees and, 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 and lots of, I'd say the vast majority of them were actual Americans. Um, they didn't pay taxes either because when you're 1099 and you're contractor, you try your best not to pay taxes. But still, I mean, it still was it was good for the economy. I had no problem with, with him being uh, in the, the country illegally. But again, you can't get to know every illegal and, and get to know them personally and, and, and make policy based upon that. You just got to make general policy. And some people who should be here are going to get deported. And it sucks, but I don't, I don't know a way around it. You got to do what you got to do. And you have to do what's right for the people who are Americans, who are here, who did it the right way. You're either lucky enough to be born here or you immigrated here the right way. I know lots of people who immigrated the right way, lots of them. Tons of them. I've worked with Mexican nationals who became citizens. I've worked with people who are permanent resident aliens. I've worked with people from other countries uh, who immigrated the right way. And it's not easy to do it the right way from a lot of countries. Like I worked with a Russian. It wasn't easy doing that. Uh, listen, it was expensive for them to immigrate. So there's those people. By the way, all the brown friends, all the all my brown people, they do not like illegals at all. They don't want them here either. So it's not about a race thing. None of my brown uh, workers, friends, acquaintances, anything. They don't want the illegals. They see them just as the same as that problem. It's not a race thing. It is a money thing. It is a culture thing. It is a crime thing. They see the same things I see. So when people, when you start saying you're against illegal immigration and somebody calls you a racist, you should probably just turn around and walk away because they're dumb. And there's nothing you can do to help it. There's nothing, you're not going to have any argument with them. You're not going to be able to change the way they think. You just turn around and walk away because there's no point. I mean, you can try if you want, uh, but it's probably they're, 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 it's probably a waste of your time. Well, anyways, that's my speech defying on um, illegal immigration and a little bit on regular immigration. This has been a, another episode of the producing cat, the <clears throat> producing half podcast. Um, please turn in next week for our next episode. Thanks. Mm-hmm.